The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, I Me, mean, Advice Show for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your babyest, baby baby, Griffin McElroy. April showers have brought May flowers. We are recording before May, sir. There's no way that you know about the relative flor- florality. I, I'm already, my flowers have already come in. I got some Easter lilies that done popped off. But then the they're May not flower. May flowers, you fucking liar. Yeah, April, still April be here. showers done brought April flowers again. Twice. I guess. Did it. You don't know, there could be a, a solar flare tomorrow that kills everything on Earth, like in um, that movie next. P- please don't say things like that, Griffin. You know how prone I am. To, to panic like that. Please don't put also in my my sphere of consciousness the possibility of solar flare activity. April showers bring April flowers and May brings a total global extinction event. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie Next. Or an extinction level event like on the Busta Rhymes album. Which one? Yes. Uh, extinction level event is the name of that one. I'm not familiar. Man, I hope I got that. <laughs> I do not make many rap uh, references, and I did not. Yes, correct. <laughs> I did nail that one. Let's a no-look shot from Justin McGraw, nothing but net. A, a no-Wikipedia shot. A no-listen, no-knowledge of what the fuck he's talking about shot. I sunk it. I sunk it, and I'm going to live with that forever. Uh. Never forget that one time I made that Buster reference, and everybody loved it. Is there it. really nothing... We can talk about in the news that's like... I mean, there's Hoskins. I, no yeah, that'll him. be a real goof starter. A real barn burner and a goof starter, that one. At least my wife will finally be able to tell him and Danny DeVito apart, so that's like something. If you see one of those guys, it's Danny. Yeah, but unless you're watching an old movie in which, like, I don't... I didn't typically <laughs> see, I see... Dan. I didn't see Hoskins on my day-to-day. I would witness him in the Long Good Friday or something like that, not like on the street and be like, hey, are you DeVito? <laughs> uh, I bet he got that a lot, though. Probably not. They look nothing alike. <laughs> and he's British. And also he's British. Uh, I'm ready to help people, and I know you guys are too, so let's just get to yeah, it. Yeah, now let's that I'm super this. sad about Bob Hoskins, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and light the ignition. I'm a recently single 27-year-old female. I've always had a thing for older guys, mm. but I'm wondering how old is too old, and that's from... It's not because of daddy issues. <laughs> that's, good. that's good context. I appreciate that in, the, in, it, in there. Um, my first question is, maybe it is? <laughs> well, that's my first kind of question. A weird, kind sure? of a weird shade to throw at this person we've just met, but okay. Um, Listen, I totally get it. Because older, you know, older dudes tend to have their shit together. 
They tend to not... Older humans tend to have their shit together. Regardless of gender, the older you are, the more shit together you typically Yes, but the have. question asker didn't say, I like to date older humans. <laughs> that's a good point. But, like, I don't know that that's 100% true, because I feel like there's a bell curve where you start to figure shit out in your 30s, and then when you turn 45, you fucking lose the script a little bit. I'm pretty sure that what the key to this is just to pick somebody who's sort of your constant in the uh, like an older male actor uh, that is your constant or or scientist or political figure you don't have to limit it to just celebrity uh, that's fine pick the sexiest biologist you <laughs> you can find and let him be your bellwether by which i mean let's say you settle on Clooney that feels right to me as a 27 year old you settle on Clooney as Clooney ages so does your window of fellas you can date. So it's Ooh. a constantly shifting window between your age and Clooney's age. Here's a counter question. As you age, how suddenly will there be a age at which they are older but too young to fit within your window? You know, so like right now at 27, maybe 40, you know, it's like I'm attracted to older guys and that age starts at 40. But when you're like 34, 40 won't fit into that window anymore. No, now it's so 60. Can I get some graph paper or something? Yeah. Um, There's got to be a sliding scale where it's like 10 years older, but not older than, you know, 25 years older than you. Something like that, you know what I mean? Where it always moves with you as you go. So that when you're like that 60, different? How is that fun? How is that fundamentally different from my Clooney? Because uh, you didn't have a you didn't have a starting age or a cutoff, Justin. Your 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 theory is based on the idea that, for instance, myself and George Clooney are aging at different rates. I'm pretty sure that every second that passes in George Clooney life also expends. A second of my time on this earth. Does that make sense? That's actually a common misconception, Griffin, because he is on famous time. Uh He's paid for... Have you seen that movie Out of Time with Justin Timberlake? I have not. But what I believe happens in it is that when people are rich and famous, (laughs) they can't afford to be a little bit more leisurely about their day-to-day. Let's all put our cards on the table, okay? One day of Clooney's life is probably worth one year of our life yes like when Clooney passed here's what here's what I'm saying on the sad day that George Clooney passed oh great now let's keep all of this like (laughs) now hang on now hear me out on the day that George Clooney passes if we assume that I'm still alive I hope I'm not I don't want to see this but when George Clooney passes I would assume that the majority of the human population would say I would trade one more day of George Clooney on this earth for one year of this portly gentleman from West Virginia's life I I have enough people do that we could have Clooney for another month and Justin would be dead (laughs) think about it I just think Clooney would appreciate it and I think that given the possibility, most people would prefer to have Clooney. That's all I'm saying. How many people do you think, how many days do you think we could gain back from people doing like a give a year, get a day program? Is, are, is Clooney the best target for this? Are we saying that people, he is the most valuable human being on you Earth? You are correct, Griffin, because we need to do Clooney and Brad Pitt so we can have like Ocean's 46. That's right. going to eat up a thousand human lives. 
We are going to throw a thousand human lives into a Clooney. How are you willing to lay down before the altar of Clooney? Who are we going to toss into the soul furnace? <laughs> it will really hustle up production, though. Like, if Stevie Soda is like, can we get one more take on that? And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Stevie. Do you know somebody who's going to trade away a year of their life for this we extra get, shot? Because it's not. I say we oh, got it's it. like Kickstarter, but with, like, with your life force. It's Patreon, but with a soul furnace that you have to burn your whole family into. To be fair, Patreon already does kind of sound like a soul furnace. That's true. It's a very Let your children be gnashed in the teeth of Patreon the Soul Furnace. <laughs> Step your years into his gape. Gross. Gross. Um so gaping maw of Patreon the Soul Furnace. To answer your question, burn yourself in the Soul Furnace. <laughs> and maybe uh, we can maybe we can get a new ocean movie going. Uh Griffey got a Yahoo? Yeah, sure. Um this Yahoo was sent in by Alan Black. Thank you, Alan Black. It's by Yahoo Answers user Beth, who asks, Can I become a police officer? But I'm tiny. So that's nice. You heard that first part, and you're like, well, yes, obviously. And then she was like, she's arguing with you in the title of the question. Although I have the option of striving for something more academic, it's always been my passion to help people. I want to be on the front lines. My problem is that I'm very small. At only five foot four and a hundred pounds, won't it be difficult for me to do my job? I work with horses and sometimes face difficulties due to my size, but do have techniques and tools to aid me in most situations to achieve the same outcome that a larger, taller, stronger person would get. Would working as an officer require similar techniques or tool tools, or would I really be struggling with this shortcoming? No pun intended, I'm assuming. Uh, if it helps, I live in Western Canada. And then, of course, mm. there's like nine comments of Yahoo Answers users. People like, yeah, just shoot them with your gun. Um, <laughs> and then she updates. She updates to say, I don't believe drawing your gun to intimidate people is something law enforcement encourages on a daily basis. Well, but it's a I reasonable feel, person. But I feel like she's answered her own question. She likes to ride horses. She's gonna be a mounty. You're on the like a huge intimidating animal. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Travis. When you're on a horse, that horse's height gets naturally added to your right. height. A person on a what I'm saying to you is the person on a horse is the tallest thing in the world because they are elevated not just by hooves and stems, but they're elevated by spirit and a bond that uh, most of us could never. That's understand. six inches right there. Six inches of bond. Right there. Easy. Can you imagine Easy. Yao Ming on a horse? Yeah. That's how Galactus got his start. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Where's Earth? It's in Yao Ming's mouth. But he was on the Earth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now where is now he? Now where is he? We don't know. He's all around you. Um, Look up. Keep looking up. I have never had an encounter with a police officer that I would consider great <laughs> um and in no circumstance did i feel like i had a better shot at coming out of the encounter with more of my like dignity in in hand uh based on the size of the person who was you know fucking writing me a ticket for just living my goddamn life like, if a person, would, in the many, many times that I've been penalized 
just for like living my goddamn day to day. Um, I've never looked at the the officer who was penalizing me and gone, well, I'm a couple inches taller than you, so. Um, yeah, I would say I very rarely size up the, a police officer I'm interacting with. I don't think could I take this person? I, I tend to just sort of hand over my wallet and just take and as ask for hey, legacy. just take as much as you want out of there, man. You got me. You got me. <laughs> oh, I was drinking a diet uh, Mountain Dew in, uh, at a bus stop. Didn't know that was... Yeah, go ahead. Just a, What do you think? Like 150? <laughs> 200 for sure. Oh, 200? Sure. I mean, I don't have 200 oh, in the wallet. I can hit the ATM if you... Oh, you're just going to come with me to the ATM. Okay. Oh, I'm being robbed at the ATM. Can you stop? Oh, you didn't stop him. Still want that 200, though. That's... Okay. <laughs> Somebody has got to be around to catch the short criminals. If you're too tall, mm-hmm. maybe you're at a disadvantage there. Maybe that's when you get the smaller officer on the on the on the scene. I I would all I would almost argue that the problem is that this person is not small enough because I think you got to crest backwards to be mm-hmm. the tiny detective. And if you're the tiny detective, like you're no like we need we got we got you know someone under five five has been murdered. Call the tiny detective. I, we've we've tracked this serial killer, but he's hiding under a porch. Get, get the tiny him. detective. Get it a tiny detective. Um, you will I be. I can't in- been far enough to see these footprints. Yeah. Damn my I height. Someone with lower eyes. Uh, I think you're going to be in real danger of encroaching on the rescue rangers here, though. Yeah, that seems like their beat. I would argue that a crime has officially gone slipping through the cracks if it's somewhere that the tiny detective is needed to access. Yeah. That's something. Why? Where's that TLC show, you know? They make I, a show about the littlest chocolatiers, which is, I'm sorry, fucking stereotyping and racism, but they won't make a show about I, a, a little person that's defying mm-hmm. defying societal conventions and busting some fucking parts. Sure. It's also, where's the proof, you know? That's what I've always wondered. What do you mean? I'm saying this show is saying, hey, check this out. We got the littlest chocolatiers here. Fucking prove it. Yeah, that's a fine Fucking point. prove to me that there aren't littler chocolatiers somewhere. I don't think you can. There's a lot of the people li- on this earth. The littlest chocolatiers is about them going around the globe and whacking smaller chocolatiers. Yeah. <laughs> One day, they're strive. The littlest chocolatiers is not a, a title as much as it is a goal. <laughs> yeah. When it started out, it was the, we're the 19th littlest chocolatiers. And now they're down to like the fourth. The other three are in hiding. Uh, this also would be a very upsetting premise for 19 kids and counting. <laughs> it sure, sure would. <laughs> Boy. Counting, counting, but in which direction? Oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> this week on the series finale of One Kid and Counting. <laughs> a race through the woods. A desperate hunt. Only one will emerge victorious. And by this point, the kid is basically Katniss from The Hunger Games. The kid is hiding in treetops, taking out deer with a bow for sustenance. Ah, fuck, we ran out of kids. K plus eight, can we get, like, three of them? (laughs) Please, sweeps is coming up. My wife is expecting our firstborn in July, and I'm trying to keep my cursing to a minimum. I recently (laughs) used cowabunga in place of an expletive. And let's just say I suffered some serious mockery from my wife for using that word, and you earned it. Can we please suggest some place words I could use instead of typical expletives? That's from cussing in Canada. Yeah. How about how about these? Fuck, shit, ass, 
dick. Like if you if your kid hears you say this shit and goes to school and it's like stubs his toe in second grade and is like, oh cowabunga, he is gonna be <laughs> killed. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna learn a lot of curse words very fast. Let me bounce this point. off you you two. Um, in second grade, I swore like a fucking sailor, and so did everybody I know. And maybe that explains mm-hmm. like why I am the way I am today. But like it was a nonstop, just like jet stream of filth coming out of my out of my mouth. Listen, here's here's some advice. We teach kids about words and language all the time where we say like, oh no, that's not a dog, it's a cat. And this is what a cat is. And kids have this, there was this psychologist named Piaget who had this box theory that as kids develop, they form boxes into which ideas are put. And so when you like show a kid a dog and say, that's a dog, it goes, okay, four legs, fur, dog, right? And then you have to break down that like, no, sometimes it's a cat, so whatever. You stupid fucking kid. That's obviously a dog. So why don't we teach our kids the same thing with language? Like, hey, fuck is an awesome word, but it is used to apply in this situation and not this situation. Use it here. Don't use it here. Don't be an asshole. I think you just tell them, like, if you use it at a teacher, you get in trouble. But when you're on the playground, if you say cowabunga, you're going to get jumped out of the playground. So, yeah, so teach your kids, like, what words to say when and when not to say them. And let your kid just be, like, a goddamn human being living in the world. And don't try to shelter your kid because otherwise they're going to learn the words because, look, they're going to. It's in TV. It's in movies. Every other kid on the playground. They're going to watch Game of Thrones. They're going to know what fisting is before they're six. (laughs) So if you don't teach your kid some kind of context to put these words into... Then you're just handing them a loaded gun and letting them go. You know what I mean? Teach the words, the, teach the words to the kids. Tell them they, what they mean and when to use them and when not to use them. And <sighs> treat kids See, like okay, tiny I, adults. That's what I do. I've been thinking about this a lot lately with a kid on the way. And I, I mean, I, I don't think anything's wrong with profanity. Profanity doesn't offend me. I think we spend too much time worrying about it. But I do know that in certain contexts, it's not appreciated, right? Like I direct children's theater sometimes and I have a hard time I don't censor myself basically at any other part of my life so I have a hard time sort of shutting that off if I can't make that distinction um, ably why why would I expect a five year old to be able to oh because your kids are going to be way better than you yeah <laughs> well I, that's the hope I mean I guess that's sort of the dream and fear of every new well, parent because it'll but... be half Sydney so I have to assume at least <laughs> yeah, she's 50% sure. better <laughs> Sydney curses as much as I do, though she she's not she's not limiting herself. Um, I I just think you should swear because like, is there anything better than when like a little kid swears? We we used to try to get we we used to try to get uh, Riley Justin's uh, Justin's little sister in law to swear when she was a little tyke because it was the fucking funniest thing ever, and it got to a point where we taught her all of them. And then we would make her say some more off the beaten path stuff. <laughs> some, uh, some, let's just say, deep cuts based on troubling ideas that aren't, maybe didn't fall into the Carlinian, you know, um, sort of structure of what swear words traditionally are, but they were, if heard by an adult that uh, was in charge of her well being, would, would be uh, frustrating, I think. I did enjoy that kill Whitey. That was a good that kick that we got her on for like a bit. For like a minute, because she doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. You only have a few years where you can pull that game off, and it's the best game. 
Are you able to, I don't know the law and the rules, are you able to make your kid bulletproof to getting in trouble for cursing if you yourself do not believe it is a problem? I mean, that's the big hammer, right? Is like, we'll bring your parents in. If I yeah, just I mean, that's that always the worry. Like, I'm going to call your dad and you're like, yeah, no, I, I taught him that. Call him, get, my pop, get my pops on the fucking phone. Let's see how this shakes out for you. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? It's, it's, you try Brittany's to send to my teacher. fucking kid? How about you let me take care of my own shit at home and you keep to yourself, Teach? How, how about you do job number one and don't let my kid die, Teach, and then I'll hang, handle the edumacation when they get home. How does that squeal you? Uh, are you, are you, so where did you land vis-a-vis cursing? I don't have an answer. I mean, I guess I'll try to limit it until they're old enough to know when not to, I guess would be the question. I mean, there's a lot of things I won't uh, expose them to when they're too young to sort of handle it, right? Like Cosmos, I don't need my kid like thinking about how infinitesimal they are in the grand scheme of things. Like when they're five, you, nobody needs anything sure. that heavy in their life. And don't let her start drinking until she's like twelve and can really handle it. Yeah. Oh, trap. Um. So, are there any words that are there any words that this person can use? I, I was sitting here trying to think of something that wouldn't get you mocked but could still help you express your frustration and something. And all I could think of is like old timey, like 1930s, 1940s phrases. I like, uh, I like ding dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like shut the, shut the ding dang door. What about gold darn it? No, that's too prospector. Yeah, a little prospector. Uh, what about, I just, I like shucks. It's simple, but effective. Crumbs I, is good. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbs is good if you're an effete British socialite in the Victorian era. <laughs> oh crumbs! I don't know. I get into like sort of grooves with with profanity um, or non profanity. I guess. Been saying hachimachi a lot because I've been watching the critic on DVD. Yeah. That, yeah, you can use that if you want. I catch myself saying fudge a lot, like non ironically, but just like fudge. And it, I do a lot of um, feels good. A lot of uh, uh, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Like from Friends, the television show. Then when Ross would say it all the time. I think I'll ban hate speech. I don't think hate, like slurs, I will probably take a hard line against. Yeah. But see, that's, okay, this is what I love is because that is for like a really good reason. That is rude on all levels. It's bad taste. It's bad. I think expletives are just bad because someone said they were. Yeah. Right? I've seen a lot of parents trying to make shut up an expletive. Come on, stupid. Yeah. Or that one too. Suck. Stop it. Stop it. I remember when I turned when I turned sixteen and I, and I could use damn around the house as much as I wanted to. It wasn't even a big deal anymore. You got to on your sixteenth name day, uh-huh. you were allowed to fucking pick one word that you were allowed to pick. And if that was the case, why did you go with damn? Uh I, damn is the one I use I don't think I've said damn. <laughs> I'll say goddamn. <laughs> Um, because if you're going to go to town, you might as well go in a Lincoln. But I don't think I've said, like, stub my toe. Damn. I say damn you I say damn you a lot. When? I, like, when I am usually doing carpentry. Or more often than not, fuck you. But damn When you you're LARPing? Are, when I'm doing carpentry. I've been playing uh, Dark Souls too, so I've been really reinvesting. It's the it's the equivalent of going to like a uh, a uh, uh, rededication ceremony in your marriage, except with profanity. I'm rediscovering sure. profanity, reawakening in our relationship, <laughs> bonding again. Um, I just can't think of a situation where I'd want to say "damn" or I wouldn't say like 
shit if it's my fault or fuck if it's the thing if i think it's the thing that that i'm mad at it that it screwed up then i'll yell fuck at it but i don't i don't damn that's the only way i can say it damn i can't damn, it sounds damn, weird like damn griffin goes full lift gal whenever he he tries to say damn <laughs> it's a mystery oh boy you want a yahoo please this will be an interesting one um it was actually sent in by, by Justin Minsker, my dear friend, uh, based on a conversation we were having the other night, and then it uh, spawned into a, a hunt for Yahoo's. Um, it's by Yahoo Answers user Jack X, who asks, large silverback gorilla versus large male lion. Ooh. The gorilla is said to be as strong as 10 to 12 world strongmen <laughs> or higher. What? It have massive scary 12? arms. World strongmen, uh, it have massive scary arms that can rip limbs with a bite of a thousand plus, the useful hands and thumbs for grabbing. The gorilla is around 500 pounds, but obese gorilla have been around 600 pounds with deadly canines as the lion versus the lions is a natural predator. Their strategy is aim for throat, lock and kill. The claws can leave terrible scars. <laughs> Which I'm sure the gorilla is very concerned about. Oh, damn. My modeling career scarred. is over. Damn. <laughs> with, uh, with deadly canines, large males can weigh up to 550 pounds. Um, so that was it. And we, I mean, we did debate this for, I mean, it was, it, it was one of those arguments like uh, cake or pie. That's just like, once you get that going, that's the night. That's right. like your whole night at that point. There was another one, a very popular perennial favorite among um, among my group of friends about um, if you were sitting in a group of your friends and you had to poop right there, right there in that instant, would you rather do it in a diaper that you were wearing and have to be in that or do it in a bucket and then you're clean, but you just did that? <laughs> A little bit off topic. I'm introducing a lot of complicated, very so challenging So if a lion ideas. has to poop in a bucket and a gorilla's wearing a no, diaper. No, no, no. You're mixing it up. The gorilla's I guess we can bucket. just, we'll focus on gorilla versus lion, but you guys sort of percolate on that other subject and we can talk about it off the air. Before we get started discussing this, I have to take slight umbrage. I don't know that all of this question asker's facts are correct. What's your ish? I have seen these strongman competitions, and these duders can lift, let's just say low estimate, because I can't think of a real number like I've seen them lift, but like 250 pounds. So if the gorilla- That's not, no, that's super not much high. at all. Like that's, that's not-, not okay, very, okay, I can, okay, so I what, can like, easily squat 250. It's, three, it's 300 pounds. Eight, 800 pounds is, is yeah. the peak, is sort of the peak of human. The, okay, the record great. is so, The record is 1,000. I was looking right. this up because I was researching uh, uh, superhero power levels, uh, strength ranges, and and what have you. Uh, you are building your hero clicks team because they're classified. And, uh, uh -huh. Sure, but in, anyway. But um, so if the strongman can lift eight hundred pounds and the gorilla can lift ten to twelve times that, mm -hmm. ha, ha, Travis, how many times have you read in the news, like a chimpanzee? Just ripped a fucking woman's face off like it was picking That's, a rag up but, off the but ground. But the face isn't heavy, Griffin. That's saying that this gorilla could pick up eight, uh, four tons. What about the scene 
where in Dunstan checks in, uh-huh. where Dunstan just fucking cold clocks Jason Alexander. And then care, drags him effortlessly up to the roof of the hotel and then throws him super far off the hotel to his death. And that's a chimpanzee. Dunstan wasn't even a He was an orangutan, gorilla. you stupid he, bitch. He was a he was a orangutan chimpanzee gorilla. It's all different sizes of the same goddamn animal. I'm saying gorillas are way bigger than orangutans or chimpanzees or spider monkeys, which are also in their own way very, very strong. Very adept at lifting and crushing and throwing. Mm-hmm. So a, a gorilla's lifting, throwing, and crushing power is going to be off the charts. Mm-hmm. Let me posit a different question. Which animal would win in a battle of wits? Uh, the, the one that can fucking learn and speak flawless English. And have a pet kitten, I think. Mm. Basically. But then the lion could just take the kitten hostage and hold that against the gorilla. Amy. Amy. Smart. <laughs> Green drop drink. I went gorilla all the way. Maybe this doesn't even need to be discussed because it seems like the logical answer, like a lion can jump up there and scratch and leave terrible scars Mm -hmm. and it can bite. It'll go for the throat. Gorilla has fucking hands. It has human hands. Mm -hmm. It can just grab the lion and just like tear it in half. The problem problem is that I see is like lions are a pack hunter. You know what I mean? They run things. So you want to give fucking Team Lion I'm, five other lions? I'm just saying, like if it's if it's multiple lions, you give it to the lion. But that's why lions are able to take down like gigantic animals because they aren't they don't do it by themselves. Uh, how about we get in the money zone? We didn't really answer the question. Well, it's pretty obvious to me that I think it's a gorilla because they're smarter and they can sign for help. For. <laughs> I'm going to go lion just because I like an underdog. They can, they climb up a tree. They use their jungle Wi-Fi. <laughs> they get on Amazon. They buy goddamn lion they're poison. They're not Gilligan. <laughs> like, they're, not, they're not inventing shit. They're just like smarter. And I think they could come up with a strategy. I feel like the lion would maybe walk, go to where the fight was going to be and step in the wrong place, and there would be, like, a primitive trap, like a net. That, that, Definitely. That, and then the, the gorillas would just and the throw gorilla would come out and take off it. its monocle and say, you've fallen <laughs> into my trap, dear lion. Yeah, you fought Gorilla Gerald. What a terrible <laughs> decision. And then it would drink a, a, a large gulp of its homemade wine from the, the hollowed-out skull of Jason Alexander. <laughs> Here's an unpopular opinion. I think the soundtrack to Tarzan is better than the soundtrack to Lion King. Case closed. (laughs) Why is that even germane? You gotta think about brand recognition in this battle, too. (laughs) Can we please now go to the money zone? Listeners, we love you. We have to tell you, you are so just, you're such an ungrateful old twerp. You know that? You know that? When was the last time you did something nice for any moms? For any, well, for anyone, yeah, Travis, for starters. But how about the person that pushed you either through their your, their vagina or their, their tummy or they adopted you, which is still a significant amount of work. I bet a lot of paperwork and logistics. Uh, you got to do something nice for him this Mother's Day. So how about you make it rain? A hundred beautiful blooms 
in a bouquet and a free glass vase from proflowers.com for just $19.99. A hundred blooms? That's a hundred blooms. Make it rain from the sky blooms on your sweet. I don't mom. think she'll be able to process how many blooms that is. No, she'll so start you to make count. her sit and down sh- and count every single one of them. You count every bloom, Diane. <laughs> count number the blooms. Um, you can also upgrade that. That's already sick. That's already crazy. Pro Flowers, they they are a returning sponsor for us. We have all received power, flowers from Pro Flowers that were really really nice and they lasted uh, I. I a crazy amount of time. They sent me a new bouquet to celebrate this new partnership on the f- like two weeks ago this Saturday that are still looking great. Yeah. I think they're cursed. Yeah, I think these they're beautiful, and I'm I'm not saying that it has any kind of detrimental effect. They're definitely cursed. Yeah, I'm, I'm really worried what happens when the last petal falls. Yeah, in two years from now, uh, so that's a dies. That's that's a great deal. Uh, you can also upgrade to a hundred blooms with a pink vase and chocolates for just nine ninety nine more. Tw- for so you know twenty nine ninety nine, you can get that deal. Uh, you can get that special price on your Mother's Day order uh, if you go to their website proflowers dot com. Click on the blue mic up in the corner and use the code my brother all one word. And you will get that the the one hundo blooms for nineteen ninety nine or the the extra special vase and chocolates for for an extra ten spot. Um, great deal. Yeah, they're great. They really are great flower. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I don't, I'm not super into flowers, but game recognized game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. These are some dank flowers. They last forever. Wow. And, and very, this deal is expiring pretty. soon. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's expiring Friday at midnight. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, so get, get on it. Get in there right now. So you go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone, and type in my brother. Now. Go do it. Don't wait. Go do it. Um, yeah, that's it for that commercial. That was a good commercial, Griffin, but now I'm fat. <laughs> From the commercial? The commercial was, I ate that whole box of chocolates, um, and, uh, and now I'm fat. So help me. Someone help me. One of you two has to have some idea for healthy snacking that comes in a box from nature. Um, well, I mean, you've given me so many clues. Mother's I'm Day not. is just around the corner, and okay. Mother Nature uh, has <laughs> made you some snacks, uh, and the, you can get them in a box from Nature Box. Don't eat crap from the vending machine. Put down the Funyuns, Tubbo. It's time to uh, get right with your health. And NatureBox is going to help you do that. It's like a subscription service, and you pick new snacks every uh, every month, and they send you just like a gigantic box of super healthy snacks. It doesn't have artificial stuff. It doesn't have high fructose corn or fats that transitive fats or anything. It doesn't have anything bad for you. It's basically Transi- air. transitive trans fats? fats. I misread it. It doesn't have any transitive of that. fats. So if if fat A equals fat B, then right. fat sure yeah it, yeah no that's a great math goof that you did based <laughs> on all of the math knowledge you still possess. If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. This is transitive property. Look it up. Wow, okay. you really pulled it out there. Uh, and here's the great thing about Nature Box. Not only is it delicious, they got great stuff like South Pacific plantain chips, everything bagel sticks. BBQ kettle kernels. You know, Pro Flowers has sent me flowers three times, and I've only gotten one free Nature Box, so I would really like to dip into some of these new flavors if you're listening, NB. Uh, 
and they're going to send you your first box half off if you use our our hookup for you. It's naturebox.com forward slash my brother. Naturebox.com slash my brother. Uh, it, it's time to get into the swimsuit. It's time to get into the trunks. It's time to get into your your Louis Vuitton bikini and nature box. My ocean, my ocean jeggings. <laughs> your jorts. My uh, my lake jorts. <laughs> get into your lake jorts. Uh, stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash my brother and get some half off snacks that you're really, really genuinely going to enjoy. Um. Listen, I have bad news for everybody listening to this show. Your boss is trying to fuck you. <laughs> Not literally, although probably, because once you get to that point, you're just, the creep mode just like turns on regardless. Yeah, but, but also trying it's to, your fault in a way for getting so healthy and right with NatureBox. You got super mm-hmm. healthy for NatureBox. You smell good because you've been close to pro flowers, flowers all day. Um, what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to download WorkLog. It is an app application uh, that you can find on android uh and you can keep track of how long you have worked uh so like if you think your boss is is shaving hours off of your paycheck work log makes it quick and easy to track how many hours you actually have worked you can see how much you've worked in a week or a month or you know whatever the pay period is and uh you can you can use time saving features like auto break which figures out like how many breaks you've taken in a shift and you can do all that. And then when the old paycheck comes around and they're like, you worked 32 hours this week, you can be like, fucking check again, Barry. <laughs> and then he I will did. check again. Please don't use this for evil. Please don't use this to just stop coming in and then flash your work log at the end of the week and say, hey, I think I was here. My phone's your boss. I haven't I'm se- sorry, I've never seen you before in my life. I've never seen you. Shut your fucking idiot mouth, Barry. And you whip it out. Well, okay. We didn't wait. So it's 40 hours. So, uh, anyway, that's work log. It's on Android. Check it out on the, the Google Play Store. It's free. You have nothing it's to free. lose. Go get it. This next message is from Mike Vera McCann, and it's from Angie Vera McCann. And Angie says, Mike, happy one year anniversary. I'm glad that we are wifeys. I'm also glad that we both forgot it was our anniversary until our moms sent us cards to remind us. You're my number one <laughs> man with dishpan hands. I'm going to blame our favorite brothers for the tardiness of this message. Nice. Meet me in the Smoochatorium. XOXO Angie. That's nice. I, I, I know we said they could do that, but it does sting a little it bit. Hurt. <laughs> they blame us, it and it's not our fault. It also takes a little bit of the power away from it when you tell Mike you are blaming us for it. It's just we fuck this up so frequently that when we actually get it right and we get blamed for the fuck up anyway, I'll be honest, it stings a little and, bit. And also, I should mention that if you're going to blame us for tardiness, it's probably best to not say that you definitely forgot in your message, <laughs> Moriarty. Nice nice try on the crime of the century. I don't think you're going to get away with it. But we do wish you a very happy anniversary to both of you. Um, and we're so happy that you're still together. Please, you're our favorite celeb couple. Never split. Manji. Manji. And that is, you mean Manji? No, no, stop. Manji. Manji. What up, though? It's your boy Jasper Red, co-host of The Goose Down, along with Kimberly Clark. And some of y'all might be asking yourself, what the hell is The Goose Down? It's a comforted fool. And we want y'all to climb underneath it with us 
and snuggle up so we can fondle your ears and things. So come check us out at MaximumFun.org, also available on iTunes. Jill. I am a stand-up comic, but I'm also a youth pastor. Oh, man. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our profanity section. Uh, I know there is much des- deserved stigma associated with Christian comedians. I wouldn't even consider myself one. I'm a comedian who just so happens to be Christian. I'm also a huge Mabim Bam and Max Fun fan, so that's just show I have an actual sense of humor. How do I get people to take me seriously in comedy without completely hiding this other part of my life? And that's from Embarrassed in the Bible Belt. You know, um, my, my friend's dad is a stand-up comic, and his his whole like thing is that he does clean comedy. You know what I mean? And he gets so much work doing like uh, stuff at like dinners and at like clubs, you know, and and family kind of venues that it's not. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think stand up comedy necessarily has to be. I mean, like Jim Jim Gaffigan, for instance, like Mm -hmm. almost all of his stuff is super, super fam friend, you know, like the whole blue collar comedy tour. Not that I'm equating what you or Jim Gaffigan do to that atrocity, but it's not an atrocity. I fucking love it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put on airs. Yeah, here's your sign. I let I me think. Oh God. Uh, I I think that if you, what you're looking for is sort of like work, like if you want to work, I think that having a a clean show and a a you know family friendly show, you're probably gonna work a lot more. If yeah. you want acceptance, like you want to be liked and well regarded by your fellow comedians i think that like they're probably looking for something a little edgier i think if you're not pushing the envelope maybe in that scene maybe i don't i don't know that scene very well well well, let me say this i think it's probably a lot like music is you could do stuff that you think would be more mainstream and more popular but i mean if that's not your style if that's not the thing you want to do then I don't think it'll be as good as the stuff that fits in with your personality and your kind of MO. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't tell jokes just because, and don't be edgy just to be edgy. You know what I mean? I think go out there and make the jokes you want to make and do the show you want to do. That's and- true, Chav. Be, being true to yourself here, I think, is the best thing you can do because, you know, if you uh, are someone who it does have a sense of humor, is very open, is not sort of... I think the, the, the stigma you're worried about is somebody being sort of uptight and stuffy. Uh, if you're very clearly not that, then not only are you going to just like be able to be yourself, but you might change some uh, hearts and minds in terms of like what being a Christian could mean, which could be super, sure. super cool. Maybe. I, 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 I just think you can be anything and also be super funny. Like I, I the, the talk about like trying to fit in and be like, I don't think that there's like a standard of what there definitely is a standard of what like a stand-up comic is, but I don't think those are the stand-up comics that like anybody really likes. Like I, I, I actually just went to this stand-up comedy competition uh, that's a pretty big deal here in Austin. Uh, that that like they get like 15 comics up on stage in a night and they go through like 12 preliminary rounds. It's called Funniest Person in Austin, um, and like of those like 15 or so, there were like five or six people that were just like incredibly funny, incredibly original. You could remember their names at the end. You could remember like the the best stuff that they did because they were themselves and they weren't like trying to fit into this, uh, y- you know, uh, identikit of like 
I'm going to tell a joke about my wife now. Like it, it's there were definitely everybody else was kind of that, though. And they were the people who like they may have had some good goofs in there, but they weren't none of them like won. like none of them move on to the next round. None of them were the people that you really remembered at the end. Like originality, I think, is the most important thing you can bring to the table in in the stand up comedy scene, regardless of where you are. If you're a Christian, if your angle is that you're a Christian who's willing to get raw and rippled, <laughs> I think that is going to be an angle that you can exploit all the way to the bank. Well, because I think it's it's not only originality, but also sincerity. You know what I mean? Like, I I would never want to watch anybody tell jokes that they didn't think were funny. Like that, that just sounds like the fucking worst thing ever. Just go out there and, um, and do your show, dude. And you know, I, I, I like the aspect of your question. I think it's interesting that idea of like having to hide the other aspect. Cause I could imagine a situation in which you might be on a bill with like three other comedians who, you know, are, are not following the same lifestyle you do. But I mean, don't, you know, don't be stuffy about it. It doesn't sound like you would be. And who cares, you know? And and other way around is if you are the a youth minister and you have you know a congregation, if you are worried about them seeing your act, then don't do stuff in your act you wouldn't want them to see, or you wouldn't. More specifically, you wouldn't want Jesus to see exactly because he well, watch, he'll see he watches he'll see anything he watches all your bits and he does keep copious notes. He will tell you the ones he does not like. He will tell you. Oh, he'll he'll be honest with you. Oh, you bombed. You bombed mm-hmm. there. You that's did why it's very great. bad. He is the most honest, but also like supportive. You know, that's right. what I love about Jesus is he'll sit there and go, hey, the goof about the blue dog totally killed. But the one totally. thing about the cold hamburger, you got to lose it. Yeah. Listen, you lose my, the cold my patience is eternal. And even I was getting bored. I mean, <laughs> you did have a, a, a few jokes in there about abortion. I am going to need you to just go ahead and cut those out of the bit. Thank you. Don't think Thank it's you funny. Much. Love all the little babies. Love all the babies. Um, let's just say you're not on the right side of history on this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't invite Jesus to come see the show. Because he'll find out about it. Guaranteed. He'll find out about it. He always knows. He knows when and you he, are sleeping and he knows when you are awake. He knows <laughs> if you've been bad or good. And he's not going to do the two drink minimum. Not even no. interested. <clears throat> no, I, th- I thought I'll I make s- my own. Bring me some water. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you guys want Yahoo? Uh, yes, I do. This Yahoo was sent in by Drew Davenport, Emerald member, level six Yahoo shaman. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Blondie who asks, I kissed a guy a year ago. Is his spit still in my mouth? Deep. Last year I made out with a guy. Is his spit still in my mouth? Update. Was his spit ever in my mouth? Update two. I had sex with him too. But you're more <laughs> concerned with the spit. Yeah, because spit's super gross. I guess it depends on if you've if you spit since then. You're saying I if don't you kept your mouth closed, yeah. then you would have all the same spit from that night. Sort of yeah. an extended extended version of like I'm never washing the hand that I shook George Decay's hand with kind of thing. Exactly. Sure. I kissed the inside of George Decay's mouth, and I got a full mouthful of George Decay's spit, and then I kept my mouth closed, and I haven't spoken or swallowed since that day. I am drowning. I, Please help. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm dry drowning on land, on Decay. <laughs> if every breath you take has one molecule of Caesar's last breath, as we all know, that is true. 
I would assume that molecules of spit probably dissipate. Wait a minute. Why do you want to know this? What are you asking? Why is yeah, this person Yeah, wait, asking? hold on. Yeah, wait I want to dive into this. What situation what? are you in in which you have to determine this? Has to be voodoo curse. Has to be 100% no question voodoo curse, not even uh, or DNA, like, DNA a, like a location spell? Cloning? You can't separate the molecules for cloning. It, it can't be anything scientific because you can't scientifically assess this. However, if we are in black magics... Uh, uh, you wouldn't need <laughs> numbers to quantify it. You would just need the, rea- the, the the existence of the spirit. Why do you immediately jump to black magic? It could be, you know, white magic. It could be like a... Like if a, it I wanna... was white magic, you would call him and ask him for more spit. But it's what if not. he's missing? You think it's a location... Okay, so you I'm think saying you're trying to find spell. him. You haven't seen him in a year and you're worried. If you're going to harness the power of Yahoo Answers to do something, maybe ask, has anybody seen Doug? (laughs) (laughs) Have not seen Doug in years. Need help. (laughs) Voodoo Priestess, Um, welcome. I love Doug. Does he have big tits? I'm on Yahoo Answers. (laughs) You're Doug Everyone on Yahoo Answers is 13 and doesn't know what tights are. That's what they call them because they don't even know how to pronounce that word. I watch Doug every afternoon on Nickelodeon. They don't. They don't because they're 14, <laughs> and that's just not on the air anymore. My parents let me watch MTV whenever I want. If I, I kissed a guy, here goes his spit still in my mouth. I mean, your mouth is fibrous. Be- it's spongy. Well, let's let's finish that question with a second half of the sentence, because blank. So, because all I can think is, I kissed a guy a year ago. Is his spit still in my mouth because I can hear his thoughts? Or maybe you just want to know. Just like, I just thought about kissing Dave at last year's New Year's Eve party, and now I want to know, do I still got a little bit of Dave in my mouth? Maybe do I have to carry Dave your spit? I carry it in my spit. That's Dave, e. Cummings Janine. That I was just going to let you know, I'm thinking about if your spit's in my mouth. You want to grab dinner sometime? Maybe get some more spit up in there? Just I, the food for thought. You can put spit wherever you want. In my mouth? Maybe this per- Mostly maybe my this mouth, person- please is going to see Doug again, and they need a conversation starter. (laughs) You know, funny, I was reading on the uh, internet, I don't remember if you remember when we kissed a year ago, but, and then had sex, Uh, I think of them in that order, Uh, (laughs) but I did find out on the internet, using some uh, uh, social engineering tactics, that some of your spit is still in my mouth. Isn't that funny? What have you been up to? I miss you. I miss you, Doug. I miss miss you you so much. I miss you, Doug. We haven't spoken in a year, Doug. And we haven't had sex in equally as long, Doug, or kissed. Who is this woman with you, Doug? I know that sex is kind of an afterthought, um, but... (laughs) Whose baby is that, Doug? That's weird. That's weird. That didn't come out of me, did it? (laughs) I'm bummed out now. Is our mouth... Our mouths are just like... That, that thing about Caesar's last breath has me thinking, like, there's definitely everyone's spit in my mouth at this point in the whole world. Griffin, do you want to be more disturbed? Like, people die and go back to the earth, and then that dirt and dust blows around in the air. So there's dead people particles in your mouth whenever you breathe in. Um. You're eating mm. dead people every time you eat anything. Oh, great. Cool. Cool and great. You can, I, people is. use Caesar's last breath a lot, but you could, like, um, you could use that for any person in any situation 
Like yeah. every time you breathe in, you're breathing in the air that Hitler inhaled to sing happy birthday to his nephew that one time. Oh, uh, and then like, you say something really <laughs> offensive and you're like, so that was, that was Hitler's breath. That was, that was, that was Hitler's, breath. that was, oh, that was a little Hitler breath molecule that came, your breath smells like shit. It's not me. It's the Hitler breath <laughs> from Hitler. the nephew's birthday. You, every time you breathe, you're breathing in the air that Neil Armstrong used to tell his wife he wasn't sure he'd be able to go to the moon because he had really bad diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? That's science. When Lance Armstrong confessed to Oprah he was cheating, that whole time he's, <gasps> and now I get that. I get fucking dirty cheater breath. God damn it. You know that big note? In My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot. Of, half my breath is that note. There's so much note there. She recorded that in a submarine, so that's probably not. That, that air's been filtered. <laughs> and then, and, and that, then, was the only, that was the only time she's ever performed the song. She exited underwater via airlock and then sank the submarine, <laughs> the torpedo, that she fired from her mouth. It just to be safe. Return to her husband, Prince Namor, to rule over Atlantis forever and ever. <laughs> These men think they can infest our waters. <laughs> I will punish them the only way I know how, by singing a beautiful song and sinking their submarine. I'm this has been our This has been our most scientific episode today. You are learning a lot this week, I think, from us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope that you'll uh, come back for more. Uh, we're we're here most Mondays and the occasional Thursday, apparently. <laughs> uh, but we are here for you. You can write us if you have a question, or you find a good Yahoo, or we'll just want to say hi. Uh, it's mbmbam at maximumfun.org. What's maximumfun.org, you ask? Well, it's funny you should mention that. It's only the best podcast network on this great blue globe, there's so many other shows like The Goose Down, Lady the Lady, Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, uh, International Waters, Judge John Hodge. I'm always worried when we do this that there, like, if you did all the statistics, there is one podcast on Max Fun that we've never ever no, mentioned. We've never mentioned. Steve and Jenny. Steve, Steve, Steve and Jenny. Steve and Jenny in the morning. <laughs> Um, oh man but anyway there's a lot of great shows there there are great forums that you can go be a part of uh there's a family waiting there for you to join them you're the prodigal son and you should go rush into their bosom i want to thank john roderick and the long winters for the use of our theme song it's a departure which is on the album putting the days to bed you can catch that bad boy on itunes or on um now that's what i call music 15 or uh suncoast records at your local mall at your local long closed haunted mall. <laughs> and thanks again to Nature Box. Um, go check it out. Uh, you can order great, you know, they're really great healthy snacks. Um, and if you use the the code, or if you go to naturebox.com slash my brother, you'll get 50% off your first order and shipping is free. Go check it out. They have really awesome shit. Got some good shit. I want to remind everybody to go to boatparty.biz. Uh, they are still looking for. Uh, takers on this incredible ocean voyage to Jamaica. Don't you like? I've heard of it. <laughs> July twenty eighth. You can get on a boat with Kyle Kinane and uh, a bunch of other just the people. two of you. Just the two of you on a, a private skiff voyage. with you and Kyle Kinane. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic, and you don't want to miss it. So go to boatparty.biz and get your uh, boat on. That's a new thing. You're on a boat. 
Remember? <laughs> from a while ago? Sure, from Mad TV. <laughs> um, yeah. Great uh, great job closing out the show, uh, you two. Just a great job in general, I think, on this episode. You, you both really did, uh, did great work. You too, Griffin. Do you have a last Yahoo for us? Sure. It was sent in by Level 6 Yahoo Shaman Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew Davenport. Uh-oh, ding. He leveled up. He's level 7 now. Good work. Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user. The account has been suspended. <laughs> uh, who asks... What nationality is he, man? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me, kiss your dad. Square the lips. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, my name is Rishikesh Hirway, and I have a podcast called Song Exploder. In each episode, a musician takes apart one of their songs and piece by piece tells you the story of how it was made. You get an inside look into the creative and technical process and a unique view of a song by hearing just the drums or just the guitars or, say, just a Wurlitzer piano. If you're a fan of music, if you make music, or if you just like to learn how things are made, come check it out on MaximumFun.org. Thanks. Thanks.